Hi, everyone. This is Curly Conspiracies. I'm your host for this week's episode, Brooke Sasser, and I'm here with Holly Lowerman. Hi, everyone. Today, we're discussing a cryptid that comes from the city of Loveland, Ohio. The lore of the frogmen of Loveland, Ohio began in the 1950s and has even had sightings as recent as 2016. This creature is known for being a humanoid-type frog that stands on two legs and is about four feet tall. It also may or may not carry a magical wand. Dive in with us today as we discuss the encounters, evidence, and theories of the Loveland Frogman. Alright guys, let's put on our tinfoil hats and jump into today's conspiracy. Loveland is a smaller city located in the southwestern part of Ohio in the greater Cincinnati area. It's known for its amazing schools, beautiful parks, walking trails, arts and culture, the Little Miami River, and of course, the notorious Frogman. The Frogman has supposedly been roaming the streets of Loveland, Ohio since around the 1950s. Frogman is known as being around four feet tall, walks on his hind legs, and just to clarify, this means that the average person, let's say five and a half feet, the frogman would be standing about the height of your waist, almost the size of a six-year-old. That's a really big frog. I am curious though, what is the largest frog ever found? So I I was literally thinking the same thing when I first started this case. Like, what could it be possible that this is just a normal frog or, you know, not a cryptid? So when I did some research, the largest frog today that is not extinct is the Goliath frog. Now, the Goliath frog is about 12 inches long, and with legs extended, they can be as big as 29.5 inches long, or about two and a half feet, and weigh up to seven pounds. Now, although they usually aren't found in Ohio, they're naturally found in the rainforest of Western Africa. There is also a now extinct frog known as Bezel Bufu, or known as the Devil Frog. They were the largest frogs to ever live during the late Cretaceous period in Madagascar. They could weigh up to 10 pounds and are about 16 inches long, and if you stretch his legs out, they'd probably be closer to almost 3 feet tall. Frogs that are 3 feet tall? That sounds terrifying. I had no idea they could be so big. I mean, and who knew I'd be learning about so much things about frogs today, but <laughs> but comparing Frogman to the Goliath frog and the devil frog, even if those frogs could stand on two legs and walk around, the Frogman would still probably have a solid foot on them, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, and kind of terrifying to think of a frog that size. And on top of that, the devil frog was believed to be aggressive due to the traits of their ancestors. So wouldn't that be a sight, a humongous frog trying to attack you? So are people wondering that this frog man could possibly be an extinct frog? Yes, that is one of the theories. 
And so as we start to explain the sightings of this cryptid, just keep those images of the Frogman in your mind. The first sighting of Frogman began in 1955. Around the evening of May 5th, a businessman was driving alone along a dark road. Different stories tell the tale a little differently, and some say the businessman was a traveling salesman, and some even specify a Bible seller. As he was driving, he began to cross a poorly lit bridge that was over the Little Miami River. As he crossed the bridge, the salesman saw something strange in the shadows on the side of the road. He decides to stop the car and get out to investigate. As he drew closer, he saw not just one, but three humanoid frogmen on the side of the road. He said that he watched as the three frogs talked to each other and never even noticed that he was there. He described them as being three to four feet tall, standing on two legs and had leathery skin and webbed hands and feet. He also said that they had bulging eyes, wide and large mouths, and no hair, but instead deep grooves along their scalp. And here's where the story gets stranger, Holly. How does it get more bizarre than three frogmen standing on their hind legs and talking to each other? Right? So when they noticed the salesman finally, they pulled out a wand waved it and a spray of blue sparks flew in the air and pulses of flashing lights were emitted. So the man runs to his car and he speeds away, but not before he noted that there was a smell of alfalfa and almonds that stayed with the car and with him as he drove away. Now, once Worsted mentioned that this salesman encounter was around three minutes long. What? I am having a hard time even like fathoming all of this. So a frog pulls out a literal magic wand and tries to put a spell on him or I'm assuming like what is happening? Apparently. I have so many questions. (laughs) Did he ever like mention what the frogs were saying? I mean, do we know any more information about this salesperson, like his name? Did he call the cops? I mean, is there anything to verify this story? (laughs) Not at all. So (laughs) we know nothing. (laughs) That that sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we know nothing about the salesman and really anything about the aftermath of this report, including police reports. I mean, nothing. And we do not know the language either, unfortunately. Now, I will mention that there was one source that said in this book called Mothman and Other Encounters by Lauren Coleman that he said that the salesman's name was Robert Honeycutt, but nowhere else does anyone mention his name. And I will say on top of that, that there are tons of different versions of this story, although this one tops for being the most magical. Now, other versions include the salesman driving in his car, spotting them, honking his horn, and the frogman turning, gasping, and then running off. And then in another account, the salesman sees something odd, honks his horn, and the creature jumps onto the hood of his car, croaks, and then the driver passes out. Um, Regardless of the details, it does appear that multiple stories have a salesman are near the Little Miami River and reported seeing a frogman and having some sort of encounter that evening. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm not fully sold on this one. 
Yeah, me either. But hold on, because there are some more encounters than just this one that may may sell it for you, Holly. I don't know. All right. Let's hear more stories about Frogman. (laughs) (laughs) And when we get back from this quick commercial break, we will dive into more encounters and evidence of the Loveland Frogman. The next encounter with the Frogman didn't come until 1972. This time, it was March 3rd, 1972, at 1 in the morning. This encounter happened on Riverside Drive near the Totes Boot Factory, and the sighting was from police officers. Now, Officer Ray Shockey was driving along the Riverside Drive near the boat factory, which is very close to the Little Miami River. Shockey said in the original report that while driving, an unknown creature darted in front of his car, forcing him to slam on his brakes and stop the vehicle. Shockey originally reported that he thought the animal could have been a dog, although while he stopped, his headlights illuminated the creature. It was crouched over, had bright glowing eyes, and climbed over the guardrail that was on the side of the road, and then went into the river. In his report, he said the creature was three to four feet tall, between 50 and 75 pounds, and looked like a frog or a lizard. It sounds pretty familiar. And there was an investigation done, and another officer went back to the scene to look for evidence. The creature was long gone, but there were some sets of scratch marks on the guardrail that could have been from that night. Two weeks later, on March 17th, another officer, Mark Matthews, was driving into Loveland, and he too reported seeing a strange creature. As he was driving down the road, he noticed what looked like a wounded animal laying in the middle of the road. He stopped his car and went out to investigate. His plan was to move the animal out of the roadway, thinking it was already dead. When he opened his car door, the creature immediately jumped into a crouched position and hobbled off the road to a guardrail, lifted his leg over the fence, and left the scene, all while keeping an eye on the officer. While it was moving off the road, Matthews began to shoot at the creature. Sources differ on the opinion here, but some say that Matthews missed, and some saying that he shot the creature up to four times. Okay, this is getting better since police officers are the ones who were having the encounter now. And I feel like that's pretty unusual for cryptid stories. I agree. It's weird to hear that the police were the ones being the first town encounters of this cryptid. When the police officer reported his encounter, there was a sketch of what he saw. Holly, I'm going to show you that now, and we'll have this on our social media as well if you want to check it out. Now, the sketch was actually done by the first police officer's sister. So here it is below. So in this sketch, you kind of see like a background of trees, a fence, and then you see, of course, Frogman and... It pretty much looks just like you would think Frogman would look like. It's a frog that is taller, standing on its two hind legs, which the two hind legs look a little longer than I would normally think. And then, of course, it's got like a rounded back and it's got big almond shaped eyes. And then it also has leathery skin. So pretty much just like the description from earlier. 
Yeah, I agree. It's it's exactly what you'd imagine. The only thing different I noticed was the head was a little different than what I was expecting. I was almost thinking like a, I don't know, like a tree frog head. <laughs> where This oh. one's a little more pointy than I was expecting. So. And here's where this encounter gets a little stranger. So after the two police officers determined that they saw the same creature and had the sketch done, people were really skeptical and the community gave the two officers a really hard time about it. I mean, obviously, the community was probably having a hard time believing that a four foot frogman was parading around the town. And over time, Matthews, the second police officer, began to change his story. Now, Matthews' story morphed from seeing a frogman to seeing someone's very large pet iguana that had gotten loose. And a few years later, he would report that it wasn't a monster, wasn't standing, didn't have leathery skin. And during this whole time, while Matthews was debunking his own story and the story kept changing, other versions of this story came about, including Matthews shooting the animal, dragging it back to his car, and driving to show Shockey the creature. And they would both agree that this creature was a large iguana missing his tail rather than a frogman. So I'm assuming he probably changed his story due to the amount of ridicule that they received from the original story. But it also kind of makes you wonder, was he truly lying the whole time? I mean, people telling the truth usually don't have so many versions of the story. Exactly. And sources do think the story changed because of the ridicule, although people are also torn thinking that Matthews coming out and debunking his own sighting proves that he was lying the first time around. So it's definitely a half and half decision. Now, the one thing I will say that may add some truth to the original counters in the 70s is that the sketch was done and an official record did happen of them seeing this frogman. And in the same month, another source claimed that a farmer told police that he too saw the same creature during the same month, March of 1972. So there was an an additional encounter besides the two officers. The next encounter commonly associated with the Frogman of Loveland, Ohio, doesn't happen again until 2016 with one of our favorite games, Holly, Pokemon Go. So, in August of 2016, while a boy named Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend were playing Pokemon Go, they spotted the Frogman. WLWT5 reported on the case at the time and said, quote, Sam Jacobs said he was playing Pokemon Go in mid-August of 2016 near Congregation Beth Adams Synagogue on Loveland Madeira Road. Jacob said he had crossed train tracks to the banks of Lake Isabella when he spotted something strange. We saw a huge frog near the water. Not in the game. This was an actual giant frog, Jacobs told WLWT. Then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs. I realize that sounds crazy, but I swear on my grandmother's grave that this is the truth. Jacobs claimed the frog stood around four feet tall, sending dark photos of the creature to support his claim, unquote. I talked about this sighting on our TikTok page where 
I went through all 50 states and named the top cryptid sighting in all 50 states. And I believe there's also video footage of this too, right? Yes, there is. So I have the video footage linked and the picture to show you, Holly. And we'll, of course, share this as well. Or if you want to Google Frogman, these pictures and videos come up right away. But we're going to talk about them now. So in this video, you see like kind of like a dark figure, looks like dark green, maybe kind of coming out of the water. And it's got two very large glowing eyes. And it's this picture is slightly better than the lizard man of scape or swamp from South Carolina, but I'm still not buying it. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to kind of believe it. I mean, it does look kind of spooky and mysterious, like something coming out of the water does kind of look like a frog. But I mean, the chances that this is real are like very, very slim, very slim. (laughs) But yeah, very, very giving Lizard Man-esque vibes to this one. (laughs) Oh, definitely. When we return from this quick commercial break, we will go through different theories and explanations on what could really be happening in Loveland, Ohio. Now back to the show. Now that we know some of the most popular tales of the frogmen of Loveland, Ohio, we're going to start digging into some of the theories. The first theory, of course, being that there is a real monster encrypted hiding in the Little Miami River in Loveland that we know as Frogman. We do have multiple encounters, police sketches, and possible video and photographic evidence to go off of. The second theory being that this is also completely made up. Ted Zhu wrote online while discussing the case that, quote, also worth noting is that in the 1950s, where the time when amphibious fish monster creatures were being depicted on the big screen, the sensational and highly popular Creature from the Black Lagoon premiered in 1954 and could well have inspired people, consciously or not, to think or pretend that they might really encounter frog people or lizard people of this sort, unquote. So in theory, I mean, this could have been caused by a media storm of everyone seeing Frogman and this whole idea. I mean, in some of the encounters being changed constantly and the photographic and video evidence, I mean, isn't entirely convincing. <laughs> <laughs> And the third theory being that this is some type of animal. There are two main thoughts to this theory. One being that it really was a very large iguana that was out and about and an escaped pet. And though this could maybe explain the 1970s encounters, it would be hard to explain the 1951 and the 2016 one, considering the lifespan of an iguana is usually 12 to 15 years. And I feel like if there were multiple iguanas on the loose, someone would have seen these animals other than just these encounters. The other side to this theory is that maybe it could be an extinct version of the devil frog or a type of Goliath frog that we learned about at the beginning of the episode. Now, the only issue with this is that these frogs are not found in Ohio. They're found in Africa, and the climate alone would be a challenge for the species being somewhere so cold like Ohio. 
And the fourth theory, Holly, I think you're going to like, or at least I'm going to like. So this theory comes from a YouTuber's channel that is called Into the Dark Side, and they do an amazing job on going into a deep dive about this case. She went back to a case that is not in Loveland, Ohio, but somewhere close by in Indiana. Now, even though this area is about four hours away, it's important to note that the Little Miami River is connected to the Ohio River where this encounter was a part of. The story begins with Ms. Starwin Johnson in August of 1955, only three short months after the first documented sighting ever of the Frogman. Ms. Johnson was swimming with a friend in the Ohio River in Indiana. While swimming, the two friends saw a shiny flying object in the sky. Right after the sighting, Mrs. Johnson reported that a clawed hand with a hairy palm grabbed her knee and tried to drag her underwater. Ms. Johnson was able to get free, although the creature kept trying to drag her down. Finally, she was able to get free with the help of her friend. Once ashore, she realized that she had many scratches and bruises that she needed to see a doctor for, and there was also a green stain that was shaped like a palm on her leg that would not come off no matter how much she washed it. It eventually came off on its own a few days later, but weirdly would not leave her skin during the first days. Soon, the media got a hold of her story and began to publish it, and once the community heard, they too began to tell of the weird things they had seen, including Holly's shiny ovals hovering over the river. Now, soon people began to theorize that the attack on Mrs. Johnson was due to an alien, or what Miss Johnson would end up describing as one of those little green men from the spaceship. And newspapers began reporting of spaceships and aliens being in the area. Now, it is important to note that the flying saucer detail that they had in their encounter was only added after the media began to spin the tale of aliens and UFOs. So when they first came out about the attack, they never mentioned the shiny object in the sky. They only added that detail in after newspapers started reporting on it. So it's probably more likely that there wasn't a UFO that night, but there were little green men, which could very well look like little green frogmen. Yes. And I will say this story, too, is way more believable because there are newspaper reports of this attack and of this town kind of feeding into this idea that there's aliens around the Ohio River. So there's definitely more of a buzz and more of a story, I feel like, here about the frogmen in a way. So after speculation of this case, some think the frogmen could have really been an alien. I mean, even in the original tale from these frogmen, they had these magical wands with blue emitting lights. And who knows, maybe that could have been alien technology. Yeah, I think aliens in this case, which I am surprised to be saying this, actually makes more sense than a random humongous frog that's (laughs) terrorizing Loveland, Ohio. (laughs) And that's something with Holly saying that. So the last theory has to do with the Toad's Boot Factory. As we mentioned earlier, the Toad's Boot Factory is very close to all the encounters that we talked about in the first part of the episode. 
Now, over the years, this company has had many name changes and supplied different products over the years. Theorists like to point out that one of its most famous products around the 1960s were the world's finest scuba totes dry suits. They were doing trials for the suit in the Little Miami River in 1957. There's no telling when they started production, and it could have been before 1957, around the time of the first sightings. On top of that, the material was described as tough, stretchy, anti-grab, and seamless rubber. And get this, in a book called Underwater Work by Jay Crawford, in the appendix, this product is listed as the Rubber Frogman Suit. A lot of these sightings were at night as well, so in the dark, could these encounters have just been workers testing out the suits with goggles or maybe other scuba equipment at the time? Now, if this is true, it could explain the 1950s encounter, but maybe not the 1970s one, although the 1970s one is speculated to be a hoax or maybe just an iguana like Matthews may have insinuated. So who knows, maybe Frogman is actually just a person in a scuba suit. Holly, I'm going to show you some of the ads that the Toad's Boot Company produced and let me know what you think. Now, looking at these photographs of the scuba suit, I can definitely see why people would think this is just a large frogman because just the way the scuba suit does look leathery, just kind of how the skin of frogman looked and how we talked about that description towards the beginning of the episode. And then the fact that they're trying these at night and you look from far away, I could see how this would look like some unusual animal that they've never seen before. Definitely. I mean, it makes sense. The Toad's Boot Factory was producing these things beside the areas that the encounters were happening. I mean, the scuba suit 100% looks like, I mean, maybe if you were just driving quickly past, you'd see a frogman. I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I could see it. My only thing about this whole theory is that why would the Toad's Boot Factory be testing this equipment at one in the morning? In the Little Miami River. Like, I I mean, I don't know too much about Loveland, Ohio and the Little Miami River, but I would imagine it's not like in an enjoyable place to do a night dive. So (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say night diving, but then thinking about a river, it's not usually clear water and it's already probably super murky just during the day. So I can only imagine trying to see at night. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I have no idea why they'd be testing it at night. So maybe during the day, but because these encounters happened at night, I don't know if I believe that it was 100% the case in those situations. I don't know. All right. So today we discuss the multiple encounters that people have had with the Loveland Frogman dating all the way back to the 1950s. Could this really be a cryptid haunting the area? Or could this be a total hoax or maybe even an extinct or unknown species of frog for the area? Or could the frogman actually be an alien species and be connected to the multiple UFO sightings around the time of the first encounters? Or maybe this frogman is actually just someone in a scuba suit testing equipment for the Totes Boot Factory. Holly, what do you think? 
I think it was probably a mix of a couple of things. I could see someone testing the scuba suit equipment. I mean, it's weird to think it would be at night, like you said, but there could have been some type of experiment with night diving that they needed to do before making the scuba suit public. And all they had to work with was the river. And maybe they were also possibly seeing if the suits were reflective or could be seen at night underwater. I'm not sure, but I don't feel like I can fully rule out this theory because looking at the photographs of it, I could see how people would mistake this for a frogman. It really does make sense. I also don't feel like I can dismiss this alien one, though. I mean, frogmen and aliens kind of have a similar look. Now, it may not look like the gray aliens, but maybe it could be a different type or species of alien that we are not familiar with. However, I don't know of many aliens that have attacked people while they were in the water and dragging them further under. So that would be kind of my only like hesitation with that theory. As far as it being a hoax, I mean, honestly, I can see this theory too. With all of the hype of reptile monsters making the big screens, I could see someone running with that idea and making their own costume to scare people around the area. I mean, the only thing that doesn't make sense is that if it was a prank, I feel like they would have done it more often than just like one or two times and then be done with it. But I could also see someone wanting their 10 seconds of fame, especially with the sighting of Frogman with the photograph and the video. I could see someone wanting to try to get fame off of that. This one's tough because I feel like all of the sightings really aren't connected with each other and that it was something different each time there was a sighting. Like one was a hoax, one was a scuba suit, and then maybe one really was an alien. So that's what I think. What do you think, Brooke? I kind of feel like we're on the same page with this one. And I agree. I, I could totally see each different encounter being something totally different. But I do think, similar to you, I'm kind of on board with a few of the theories. I mean, I definitely don't think there's a real frogman haunting Loveland, Ohio, unfortunately. Or fortunately, I guess, however you want to look at it. <laughs> But I do like that the frogman could either be aliens or possibly someone from the Toad's Boot Factory testing scuba suits. Now, I feel like aliens make sense. I mean, we know there could be lizard people that are aliens. There were a lot of sightings of UFOs near the Ohio River, which is connected to the Little Miami River. And I mean, come on, those magical wands are 100% alien technology. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the other big possibility, I think, is that it would be the Totes Factory scuba suits. I could see scuba diving not being as mainstream and popular back then, and people being kind of confused by the suits and what they were seeing. The only weird thing still about this whole theory to me is why the factory would be testing the equipment that late at night. And I definitely could see what you were saying, like them doing some type of experiment at night diving or maybe testing the reflectiveness of it. And I totally get it. My only thing is that especially some of the sightings were like super, super late, like one, maybe even four in the morning, I think was one report for the first one. And I just don't know why they would be out there like at that time. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm still skeptical about this. <laughs> but so I guess I'm leaning towards aliens, but also think there's a possibility that the frogman could really be someone in a scuba suit. Thank you for tuning in today and let us know what you think is the truth behind the Loveland Frogman. you guys for tuning in today and diving into this mystery with us. Go check out our website if you want to see our sources, pictures, and other information from this episode at curlyconspiracies.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and search for the handle curlyconspiracies. This podcast is brought to you by May Gua Ren Productions, Brooke Sasser as a scriptwriter, host, and researcher, Holly Lauerman as a scriptwriter, host, and researcher, Chris Sasser Photography and Graphic Design, Roundtable Audio Productions. The theme music is composed by Victor Wayne Music Production and Invito Market.